Hello and welcome to Area 512. I'm your host, Alicia Postigo, bringing to you from the Texas Hill Country, aliens, wormholes, and other interstellar creatures. In this podcast, I will review science fiction and fantasy books, movies, and shows as I read them or watch them, whichever the case. There is no specific schedule, but I will post at least once a month. Today, I'm going to talk about the book Project Hellmere. I was debating between this one and Dune, but I'm going to wait until the movie comes out and then I can discuss both the book and the movie. Hail Mary, or Project Hail Mary, is the third book written by Andy Weir. I did read The Martian and I really liked it and of course I really liked the movie. I also read Artemis, which I don't think it was as good as The Martian, mainly because I have two memories of Artemis. The first one is that it takes place in the moon, and the second one that it's a female character. I don't remember anything else, so I cannot say if it was uh, good or bad. I do know it wasn't as good as The Martian, otherwise I would remember much more details. Now, the, this is the third one, Hail Mary, or Project Hail Mary. Andy Weir always uses the same formula on his books, as far as I can tell, which is not bad. He has a main character who needs to save the world through his own ingenuity and resourcefulness. The Martian was very well researched, and as I understand it, he Um, he initially wrote the book chapter by chapter on his free blog so he had a lot of time to research the book Artemis was well researched as far as I can remember or that's my impression but this one Project Helmer is not as well researched and the characters are not as well developed I don't recommend that you read this book the, my only recommendation would be to read it if you can get your hands on it for free. So if you can get it from your library, either audiobook or electronic copy or physical copy, then get it. Otherwise, I don't think it's worth it. There's a few issues that I have in general with this book. So I'm going to take those issues out of the way immediately and then we can discuss the story. The issues that I have with this book, number one, this book is going to be dated really, really fast. It makes some pop culture references that are going to date the book immediately. It references iPhones. It mocks vegans. There's one point in the book which is really grating to me where a character says, I'm naming them after the Beatles. You know, the British music group. And he talks about the Beatles' previous drummer, Pete, etc., etc. Unless you're a fetus, you would probably know about the Beatles. You would know their songs, their names, and some of their history. You don't really need to be a Beatles fan to know about the Beatles. So that utterly ridiculous, um, I don't know, Beatles reference 
it's gonna you know bring it not not is going to it brings the book down a lot so those are you know a few of the issues that i have about the book being dated there's too much exposition <clears throat> too much exposition if you have read the martian you will remember that we were inside um i think his name is mark what me or mart matt or mark Watney. We're inside his head. We're following his train of thought. And it was done in a way that it doesn't feel like exposition. This book feels like exposition and the science has been dumbed out a lot, which is fucking offensive. It's fucking offensive that you're bringing down the science so much. I'm going to give you an example. The Martian is level 10 science. It is science fiction, but it's level 10 science. Artemis is level eight science. This book is level three science. So we have gone down a lot in, uh, in the research at scientific level. I am afraid that this may be due to maybe his um, his uh, publisher wanting him to uh, dumb down the science to reach maybe a wider variety of uh, readers, but it feels insulting. It feels insulting. That's that's what it feels like. It feels that that um, Mr. Weir believes his uh, readers to be fucking ignorant dumbasses. Let me give you a couple of examples. On one part of the book, it is explained to us how on various electronic devices, you have to remove the plastic tab so that the battery can make contact and the electronic device can work. We are also explained how pendulums work. It is also explained to us how gravity works, that black holes absorb all kinds of radiation, the corpuscular nature of light, etc., etc. <coughs> Sorry. So the level on this book is like a preschool level compared to his other books that were college educated levels that is not an insult to the author per se but it feels like an insult from him to us that he has dumbed down this book so much the other thing that i don't like about this book is the language that the main character uses that it comes out from the Andy Griffith show. Oh, golly gee, holy cow. That type of thing, which is really irritating because you don't know if you're dealing with an adult or with a child. And Project Hail Mary, a mission to save the Earth in space, you shouldn't be dealing with a character that's a child. 
You should be dealing with a character that's an adult. Also, super offensive, super offensive that he did that. So these are my main, my main dislike points on the book. Now, they're going to be spoilers, and I want to advise you right now, again, if you can read the book for free, do it. If you have to pay for it, don't do it, because it's really not worth it. And she's been going to take a sip of water. Okay. Now, the story begins with a man waking up in what it looks like to be a medical facility out of a coma. The, the story evolves through two timelines. One is the real timeline where a man wakes up in what it looks like to be a medical facility without a memory of who he is, where he is at, or what he's doing there. And the second timeline is his memory slowly coming back to him. So we have two timelines, him regaining his memories, which help him in his current tasks and moves the plot forward and him discovering through those memories what he needs to be doing, why he is where he's at, where he is at. I really like that a lot. Some people would say that that was convenient, but I really like the idea of loss of memory specifically engineered which we find at the end of the story that it was specifically engineered for him to wake up and slowly regain his memory in order to absorb and come to terms with the situation that he's in i really like that i thought that was very clever that was very good it is slightly convenient that he recovers the memories that he needs as he needs them with, you know, some delays, some small inconvenience, but mostly, you know, in an homogeneous manner. But I thought that was very good. I thought those, that story was great because we get the backstory and the current story at the same time, both timelines contributing to the current plot moving that ahead. So I thought that was very good. We have two main characters and spoilers ahead. One is Grace, our main human character. And the second character that comes in in the second half of the story is the alien Rocky. The best part of the book is when Grace meets Rocky. That is the best part of the book and the relationship and how the relationship evolved. And Rocky is a really sweet, cute alien. He is an endearing character. So we have these two characters. Grace is not a sympathetic character. He is a biology teacher that decided to be a biology teacher after he couldn't take a peer review of his paper as a scientist. So he published one paper, didn't have 
the reception that he expected it to be, or it was excessively negative criticism from his peers, so he couldn't take the peer review, and he retires from that life to become a biology teacher. That's a coward strategy, and I think that it was done on purpose because his character arc is supposed to be going from a coward person into an altruistic giving my life for humanity person. So we have to put him at a very low level so his arc is very well demarcated and it ends at saving the world. That is not achieved. That is not achieved because what happens is that the biology teacher is put in a situation against his will and he accept his situation but he hasn't evolved let's say ethically to make the decision freely of giving his life for humanity he is in a point where his life has been given up so since he's not the fucking devil he's gonna do his best to save humanity but that arc is not completely achieved. So I don't like, I don't like that. His, his arc is not, is not completely achieved in that way. Yes, in the end he saves humanity because, you know, I'm gonna die anyway, so might as well do the best I can. But he hasn't come to a decision where he starts being a really selfish person and turns himself into an altruistic person. That is not there. So I don't like that. Rocky, on the other hand, is a slightly naive, altruistic individual. And we don't see his arc. We just see his personality and his relationship after he meets our main character, Grace. So we don't have an arc for Rocky, but we have a discovery of his culture, his race, his alien race, his technology, communication, etc. Now, before we continue with the story, I just want to say that one line that wasn't explored deeply in the book is that we encounter an alien at the seven not exactly at the same level, but at a similar level of evolution and at a similar level of self-awareness than humanity. How did two different life forms from different parts of the universe came to be at this point in time and space? in such point of their own evolution that they're able to communicate and work together to save Earth and the alien world. That is explored a little bit, but not in depth. So, so that, to me, was an opportunity lost. That's an opportunity lost to go on a really interesting kind of sideline, but really interesting. That is superficially scratched, but not completely. Now, what's the main theme of the book. The main theme of the book is 
saving the earth. There is a, let's call it, there is a life form or a space virus, let's call it a space virus or a space bacteria, right? That is absorbing the energy of the sun as such rapidity that the earth is not receiving the same amount of life and energy from the sun. Eventually, that is going to be reduced, that energy and light is going to be reduced to such a degree that life on earth is not going to be able to survive. A group of scientists is gathered together to one, find the origin of this space bacteria and a mission is planned to go to the origin of in space, the origin point of this bacteria, to analyze it, study it, and find a way to neutralize it and send those results back to Earth so that Earth scientists can deal with it and save the world. So basically, imagine that you have fungus growing in the sun. And you have to study the fungus, eliminate it, and allow the sun to heal. Basically, that is what the story tells us is happening. And our main character, Grace, is part of a three-man mission sent to a specific point in space or in the universe to study, let's call that sun fungus astrophage. That's the name that is given in the book. And they're sent there to study it, learn to neutralize it or eliminate it, and uh, send those results back to Earth. Otherwise, in about 60 years, the Earth is going to die. This information is given to our main character through his recovery memories. Throughout the book, he is one working on discovering where he is who he is and what he needs to do once he recovers the memory of the earth situation and the reason why he is where he is which is a space station he starts working towards that objective at another point in the story after he's been working on it he discovers that there is an alien spaceship and he tries to make contact with it and that's when he discovers that there is a life form on the other spaceship. Now, the best part of the book is when both of them start relating to each other. And the idea of the main character being a biology teacher, it's a really good one because in his relationship with the alien, we just have basic curiosity, apprehension, but no fear, no uh, military, no governmental induendos, no undercurrents of, you know, the usual. Let's destroy the alien. Let's capture the alien. Let's dominate the alien. Let's def- defend. Let's defend. Jesus, let's defend ourselves from the alien. There's nothing of that. It's just basically two guys 
One is a human and the other one's an alien. And both of them eventually discover that they're at the same point in space for the same reason. They both come from worlds that have suns that have been infected by this space bacteria. And they're there trying to figure out how to save their own worlds. So it's really good. The way they go about it, it's really organic and natural. Because what would you do? I don't know. I, my first thought wouldn't be to shoot the alien. I'm sure that that's the thought of many people, of many military people, of many governments. The way to think about it is imagine if the alien had crash landed on Earth. It would probably be vivisected, imprisoned, experimented on, tortured. But since basically it's my neighbor in space, the approach of the main character, it's very natural as an individual, as an individual, not as part of a government, as part of the military, as part of, you know, a space agency. And that is very good. That gives a lot of gives a lot of room to develop their friendship, which is the best part of the book. It's a friendship between the alien and the human with no paranoia, no weapons, nothing, just curiosity. And really, they end up working together towards the same objective. So that's the, the one of the best parts. Now... We've talked about the low level of research on this book, right? We talked about the overexposition and overexplanation at level of science in this book. Because, or in my opinion, as a result of that low level, a lot of the issues and problems that arise in space and arise in the environment of the book are resolved through a magical object. What do I mean? What I mean is that, let's uh, go back to the Martian, that when um, Mark Watney had a problem in the Martian, he was the only one that had to resolve it himself, right? So we go into his mind and we see all the research, all his knowledge, all the work that he had to put into resolving the issues. We don't have that level of science in this book. This, this book already started with a very low level of science. So how is, gonna, the, how is the author going to resolve that specific issue when the main character and his friend, the alien, have a problem? A lot of their issues are solved through our main character's ingenuity and creativity, but a lot of the issues are solved because of alien technology. And the alien magical metal. The alien technology main the center of the alien technology is a type of metal that can be 
form into any type of shape, any type of tools, anything. So a lot of the problems that that our our protagonist encounter through his quest to save the earth are resolved by going to his friend the alien and having him create something or build something or engineer something through his magical metal technology. That gets really boring because then you don't have any stakes. Then you don't have anything at all because you know everything's going to be resolved by calling the alien. By the way, the name of the alien is Rocky. So we have our main character, whose name is Grace, and his friend, the alien Rocky. And between the two of them, there's nothing that they cannot resolve. That gets really, 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 really fucking old. Because Grace is fixing everything with his knowledge. And what he cannot fix, hey, Rocky. And Rocky fix it. So the idea of the book is to have a synergistic relationship where both are contributing to the same objective. That's a good idea, but the way they're executing it is not good. It's not good because the technology, some of the technology that Rocky has is so advanced that it's like magical thinking. Excuse me, like a magical artifact, right? So, so advanced that we don't really need to understand it. We just need to know how it works. They try to counteract this with some lack of knowledge in the part of the aliens, right? So the aliens don't know about time dilation. They don't know about radiation. They think space is absolutely empty of everything. So there are some scientific concepts and some knowledge. Sorry, I was taking a sip of water. That the aliens lack, that the humans have. So we are contributing to his knowledge as much as he's contributing to ours, right? In a way. But it happens so often that the solution comes from alien technology that it really, it takes away all the emotion, not the emotion, but all the thrill of the book, right? It's a very sedate book because we know Rock is going to fix it. And if Rock is not going to fix it, Grace is going to come up with an idea. And Rock is going to execute that idea. So, you know, it goes on for a long time. There's a couple of moments at the end of the book that you think that they may not make it. But on the back of your head, you know. You know that, you know, it's going to be... Grace is going to think of something because he's a great thinker. And Rocky is going to, it's a great engineer, so Rocky is going to execute it perfectly. And, of course, that's what happens, you know. I would say that their relationship, how they get to know each other, is the best part of the book. Rocky, as an alien, is his culture, his personality, his planet, his backstory is very creative, is very creative, and is very interesting. But the truth is, 
that Andy Weir borrows from a lot of other sci-fi authors and he doesn't do it in a not in a bad way but it's not original like Rocky for example is a spider a sentient intelligent spider where have we seen that before in the books by Adrian Tchaikovsky I don't remember the title of the book but I do remember that it was Adrian Tchaikovsky who had spiders in space Rocky communicates through sounds and music and chords Mm. close encounters of the third kind there's a lot of references to pop culture to um, other sci-fi books in a, in a very obvious manner as an example the lightning brigade does a much better reference to other sci-fi books and authors than this one so it is a disappointment. It is a disappointment that some things are so obvious that Andy Weir put so little effort compared to the Martian and Artemis. Not that he didn't put effort in this book, but so little effort and so little research compared to the other books. There is, you know, there's no comparison with this and the Martian. Could have been much, much better. You know, I didn't like product placement I didn't like American pop culture references I didn't like stereotypes there are other human characters Russians and other characters that are stereotyped to the worst degree the worst degree um, I don't know borrowing from other authors other movies other books I don't like it. I have, um, when I read it, I go back to not only the Adrian Tchaikovsky book because Rock is a space spider, I go back to uh, Rendezvous with Rama and a couple of the books that the reference is so obvious that it seems like he's copying it. So I don't like that. The arc is not well developed for Grace. Grace starts as a coward and he redeems himself as the very very end as not a coward but he hasn't his arc he hasn't evolved or, or I don't see that evolution in his character he accepts his situation and resigns himself but and at the very end he redeems his his character is not a coward anymore I cannot say that he's a coward at the end of the book but I don't see his evolution as he doesn't mature he doesn't evolve in a way that we can see it and empathize and follow it you can see a little bit of his evolution through his relationship with Rocky the alien but very little There's another part of the book, part of, of uh, Grace's memories, in which we see how he ended up being part of the mission. And he wasn't a trained astronaut. 
he was basically kidnapped into going on the mission. It's basically it. He was forced to go. He couldn't refuse to go. It was impossible for him to escape the situation that he was in and not go as, as a member of the mission to save the world. And based on the story that we get from his previous memories, he wouldn't have been sent to space because he didn't have enough training to be there. It's a high risk. Of course, there were other crew members that were sent with them that didn't survive, but it didn't seem, it seemed to me like wedged into the story, right? That, that we need a character with a specific with a specific personality, with a specific characteristics to be in a specific situation, in a specific point in space and time. How are we gonna get them there? And we wedge this kidnapping thing into the whole plot. Also trying to make it part of his evolution arc. And it doesn't quite work. As I said, the science is dumbed down, which is fucking offensive fucking offensive Jesus such a waste of time there's some I don't know if I already said this or not but there's some references to the Beatles that is so utterly ridiculous he the the main character's speech patterns are childish I mean who edited this book and who thought this book was good I understand that maybe they were trying, as I said, to make this book accessible to more readers, but what they've done is create a really, really poor sci-fi book with a lot of potential, you know. It had a lot of potential, had good good points. The two parallel storylines, their memory recovery and the current action, I think that was very good. Rocky the alien is, he is so cute. He's so cute. He's a great character. The relationship between him and Grace is good. How they evolve, how Grace approaches meeting an alien is very good. But there's a lot of unoriginal ideas, not original ideas in this book are borrowed from other authors and I think that's uh, that's kind of low I mean it's hard to get super original ideas nowadays because you know sci-fi writers are so much more prolific than they used to be but give it a, a new spin or try to make it as high quality as possible the fact that you know their attack team it's interesting, but it's overdone in the book. And again, seems at some point magical, right? Rocky has the solution if Grace can think it. It's overused in the book to the point that, that you don't feel that there any, there's anything at stake. And... Um, what else? Let me think if there's anything else that I want to talk about. 
this book. Now, the ending is interesting but unfulfilling. In the end, spoilers ahead, Grace ends up living his days on the alien planet. I'm not going to explain how he gets there or why. Uh, he ends up teaching, I guess, human history, culture, and biology to alien uh, children, which he was a biology teacher and ends up being a biology teacher in a different planet. That is kind of, uh, you know, kind of interesting. It has a slight interesting tone how he ends up being a teacher but it's really unfulfilling I think Grace's character would have been truly redeemed if he had made the choice not of not coming back to earth and living in an alien planet which is a tough choice but if he had made the choice of actually dying or I am going to make this choice and I may die and we don't see in the book if he dies or not, but we see that he saves the earth. That would have been a more dramatic ending and he would have redeemed himself much more. I think that would have been a better ending. So overall, this book is not good not good at all the only thing is Rocky the alien is a great character and to be totally honest I wouldn't mind getting his backstory in a book how did Rocky get to be on a space mission to save his world what happened you know throughout his life did he volunteer did he not volunteer how was the selection made Tell me more about your world. Tell me more about your family. Tell me more about the trip that you overtook. How did the trip go? How, you know, we get a little bit of that in the book, but not enough. From the perspective of Rocky, that's, that would be a really interesting book. Other than that, I feel that if I read this book in about five years, it, it won't age well. And, and I'm going to be honest, what the fuck, Andy Weir, what the fuck with this stupid science? Don't insult my intelligence. Don't insult the comments that you made about the Beatles in the book are fucking ridiculous, man. What the fuck? Explaining how a pendulum works, dumbing down the science. Jesus Christ, this is a book for adults. And it doesn't feel like it. It feels like, hey, I need some money, so let me put together some shit and throw it out there. A complete, a complete disappointment. A complete disappointment. Sweet Lord Jesus. I don't even know how I made it through the entire book because there were a few parts that I'm like, I cannot keep going. I could feel my brain cells, you know, disappearing instead of my neurons flashing and, you know, my, my brain exercising and being activated by this interesting story, it was the total opposite. 
So there you have it. It's not a good book. It has some ideas that are very good that weren't executed properly. It had a lot of potential. And it is an endearing story of a regular guy meeting another regular guy who just happened to be an alien. That is that is the best part of the book. But other than that, again, if you can get it for free from your library or from a friend or if you steal a copy from your nearest bookstore, please don't steal. Read it. But if you have to pay for it, don't pay for it because it's not worth it. Or you can do as I did. I got it from Audible and then I returned it and I told them, hey, I don't like it. And they refunded me my credit. So, you know, I'll get another book that I like. Well, that is all for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I am listening right now to Planet Full because it's included in my um, Audible subscription and I don't have to spend any credits on it, so I basically get it for free. I'm going to read Planetfall and After Atlas, which are um, part of a collection of five books. And I will get back to you with my thoughts about Planetfall. Maybe I'll do Planetfall and After Atlas together, but I'm thinking I'm going to read or listen to the first book give you guys my thoughts and then the second one and give you guys my thoughts on that one maybe next month it depends on how fast i listen to it that's what i have projected anyways but if the dune movie finally comes out and i can watch it i may do dune and the movie together or i may do Dune by itself. Dune is like on my back burner right now, so we'll see. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And I'll see you next time.